Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium. And I've got one for you today. <laughs> so buckle in. Uh, it's a lot of high-octane speculation, but I'm going to be basing it on an article from the American magazine Newsweek and also on a press release just two days ago from the United States Department of Justice. But first, the housekeeping. Uh, tomorrow, we do have a vid chat that will be at um, 6.30 U.S. Central Time. This will be our um, America-specific uh, vid chat. So I've already started getting questions and submissions. Please remember to get them in early um, so that I can actually get them printed out and arranged um, for tomorrow's vid chat. So that's what's coming up now. <laughs> Last April 28th, just as the Lieber Fauci Wuhan Bail Gates virus narrative was beginning to an article appeared in Newsweek magazine. Now I've been referring to this group of facts in a number of my um, blogs occasionally in the vid chats, but there's a little nest of connected people at the, at the heart of this. And they've all got some sort of tie to Wuhan, either directly or through their associates. And I want to concentrate on three of them. Anthony Fauci, Dr. Charles Lieber of Harvard University, and our dear friend, Bail Gates, of the Bail and Malicious Gates Foundation. All right, they're all connected. Now, this article appeared in Newsweek last April. It's by Fred uh, Gertel, and the title of the article is Dr. Fauci Backed Controversial Wuhan Lab with U.S. Dollars for Coronavirus Research. That's the title. And I want to read a few paragraphs from this article. I'll link it so that you can read the whole thing. And I want you to pay attention particularly to the timing of when these things are happening that the article refers to, because the timing, I think, may be part of the story that everyone's missing. So here we go. Just last year, that would be 2019, the National Institute for Allergy and Infectious Diseases, the organization led by Dr. Fauci, funded scientists at the Wuhan Institute of Virology and other institutions for work on gain-of-function research on bat coronaviruses. In 2019, with the backing of the NAII, pardon me, NIAID, the National Institute of Health committed $3.7 million over six years for research that included some gain-of-function work. The program followed another $3.7 million five-year project for collecting and studying bat coronaviruses, which ended in 2019, bringing the total to $7.4 million. Skipping a few paragraphs here. A second phase of the project beginning that year 
included additional surveillance work, but also gain-of-function research for the purpose of understanding how bat coronaviruses could mutate to attack humans. The project was run by EcoHealth Alliance, a nonprofit research group under the direction of President Peter Daszak, an expert on disease ecology. The National Institute of Health canceled the project just this past Friday, April 24th, Political reported. Daszak did not immediately respond to Newsweek's request for comment. The project proposal stated, quote, we will use S-protein sequence data, infectious clone technology in vitro and in vivo infection experiments and analysis of receptor binding to test the hypothesis that percentage divergence thresholds in S-protein sequences predict spillover potential, unquote. In layman's terms, Spillover potential refers to the ability of a virus to jump from animals to humans, which requires that the virus be able to attach receptors to receptors in the cells of humans. SARS coronavirus 2, for instance, is adept at binding to the ACE2 receptor in human lungs and other organs. That's the coronavirus. According to Richard Ebright, an infectious disease expert at Rutgers University, the project description refers to experiments that would enhance the ability, listen to that one again, enhance the ability of bat coronavirus to infect human cells and laboratory animals using techniques of genetic engineering. In the wake of the pandemic, that is a noteworthy detail. Ebright, along with many other scientists, have been a vocal, vocal opponent pardon me, of gain-of-function research because of the risk it presents in creating a pandemic through accidental release from a lab. Skipping a paragraph, a decade ago, during a controversy over gain-of-function research on bird flu viruses, Dr. Fauci played an important role in promoting the work. He argued that the research was worth the risk it entailed because it enables scientists to make preparations, and we saw a lot of preparation for this one, didn't we? Such as investigating possible antiviral medications, which we saw a lot of during this one, Oh, but we can't talk about chloroquine <laughs> that could be useful if and when a pandemic occurred. The work in question was a type of gain-of-function research that involved taking wild viruses and passing them through live animals until they mutate into a form that could pose a pandemic threat. Scientists used used it to make a virus that was poorly transmitted among humans and make it into one that was highly transmissible, a hallmark of a pandemic virus. This work was done by infecting a series of ferrets, allowing the virus to mutate until a ferret that hadn't been deliberately infected contract, contacted the disease. Now I'm skipping just a few paragraphs again. 
Here it comes. Nevertheless, in 2014, under pressure from the Obama administration, the National Institute of Health instituted a moratorium on the work suspending 21 studies. Three years later, though, in December of 2017, the National Institute of Health ended the moratorium and the second phase of the NIAID project, which included the gain-of-function research. Pardon me. The NIH established a framework determining how the research would go forward. Scientists have to get approval from a panel of experts who would decide whether the risks were justified. And this is the research, incidentally, that Fauci handed off to the Wuhan Institute of Technology, or the Wuhan University of Technology. And here, listen to the concluding paragraph. We have serious doubts about whether these experiments should be conducted at all, wrote Tom Inglesbury of Johns Hopkins University and Mark Lipsitch of Harvard, quote, with the deliberations kept behind closed doors, none of us will have the opportunity to understand how the government arrived at these decisions or to judge the rigor and integrity of that process. Now, let me summarize very briefly before I read the press release from the Department of Justice, the timing. The Obama administration shuts down this research in 2014. Fauci puts it over in China and partially funds it. This begins circa 2017 and was certainly continuing in 2019. All right? Got that? And don't forget, Fauci's wife is on the board of Bail and Malicious Gates Foundation. So there's your tie, okay? Now, bear all of that in mind and listen to what the Department of Justice just released in the press release two days ago, all right? And it's uh, I'll cite this again when I post this for you. You can go to the Department of Justice link and read this release for yourself. I'm going to read the whole thing. Uh, this is dated June 9th, 2020. The title is Harvard University Professor Indicted on False Statement Charges. Now, folks, I hope you catch the significance of that. This is no longer speculation. This is no longer Dr. Lieber being held. He's now been indicted by a grand jury. That means, folks, this is going to trial. And we'll talk about that in a minute. So here's what the Department of Justice release says, quote, the former chair of Harvard University's chemistry and chemical biology department was indicted today on charges of making false statements to federal authorities regarding his participation in China's Thousand Talents program. Dr. Charles Lieber, 61, has been indicted by a federal grand jury on two counts of making false statements and will be arraigned in federal court in Boston at a later date. Lieber was arrested on January 28, 2020, and charged by criminal complaint. According to charging documents, since 2008, Dr. Lieber has served as the principal investigator of the Lieber Research Group at Harvard University, specializing in the area of nanoscience. 
Lieber's research at the Lieber Research Group has been funded by more than $15 million in research grants from the National Institution of Health. I wonder who heads that organization and has a great deal of influence in it. Hmm. And the Department of Defense. Oh, fancy that. Among other things, these grants required the disclosure of all sources of research support, potential financial conflicts of interest, and all foreign collaboration. Next paragraph. It is alleged that unbeknownst to Harvard University, <coughs> beginning in 2011, Lieber became a strategic scientist at Wuhan University of Technology in China. He later became a contractual participant in China's Thousand Talents plan from at least 2012 through 2015. China's Thousand Talents plan is one of the most prominent Chinese talent recruitment plans designed to attract, recruit, and cultivate high-level scientific talent in furtherance of China's scientific development, economic prosperity, and national security. According to court documents, these talent recruitment plans seek to lure Chinese overseas talent and foreign experts to bring their knowledge and experience to China, and they often reward individuals for stealing proprietary information. Under the terms of Lieber's three-year Thousand Talents contract, the Wuhan University of Technology allegedly paid Lieber a salary of up to $50,000 per month, living expenses of up to 1 million Chinese won, approximately $158,000, and awarded him with a $1.5 million contract to establish a research lab at the Wuhan University of Technology. In return, Lieber was obligated to work for the Wuhan Institute of Technology not less than nine months a year by declaring international cooperation projects, cultivating young teachers and Ph.D. students, organizing international conferences, applying for patents, and publishing articles in the name of the Wuhan University. It is alleged that in 2018 and 2019, Lieber lied, pardon me here, folks, bad sinus today, Lieber lied to federal authorities about his involvement in the Thousand Talents plan and his affiliation with the Wuhan University of Technology. On or about April 24, 2018, during an interview with federal investigators, it is alleged that Lieber falsely stated that he was never asked to participate in the Thousand Talents program, but that he wasn't sure how China categorized him. In November 2018, the National Institute of Health inquired of Harvard about whether Lieber had failed to disclose his then-suspected relationship with the Wuhan University of Technology and China's Thousand Talents plan. Lieber allegedly caused Harvard to falsely tell the National Institute of Health that Lieber had no formal association with the Wuhan University of Technology after 2012, and that the Wuhan University of Technology continued to falsely exaggerate his involvement with 
the Wuhan University in subsequent years, and that Lieber, quote, is not and has never been a participant in China's Thousand Talents plan. Now, let me stop, because that means, and the Department of Justice is openly acknowledging this, that there's some question as to what Dr. Lieber's impression of his relationship was, okay? And we all know the Chinese communists would never lie or exaggerate, okay? Now, that means that, means that yes, all of this could come out in the trial, okay, which I'm going to be getting back to. I hope you're catching all of this. Continuing. The charge of making false statements provides for a sentence of up to five years in prison, three years of supervised release, and a fine of a quarter of a million dollars. Sentences are imposed by a federal district court judge based on the U.S. sentencing guidelines and other statutory factors. Uh, and this is signed by various uh, U.S. assistant attorneys and so on. And then the document or the press release concludes with the typical quote, the details contained in the charging document are allegations. The defendant is presumed innocent unless and until proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt in a court of law, unquote. So there you have it. Fauci farmed out research to the Wuhan Institute of Technology that the Obama administration had closed down. And Dr. Charles Lieber of Harvard University's chemistry department, who specializes in nanoscience, had some sort of relationship with that same institution, but we don't know exactly what it is because the government's claiming one thing and Lieber is claiming something else. So, folks, let me light a cigarette. I've got to have a cigarette to, to kind of deal with this sinus. But here's what I suspect is going on. There was enough, obviously, for a grand jury to return a bill of indictment to proceed to trial. Now, for those of you who do not know American law, in a grand jury, the defense does not get to present its case. All that a grand jury is doing is deciding on whether or not there is enough prima facie evidence to, for the government to proceed to a trial. And in that case, the grand jury has obviously returned a verdict of yes, okay? But this is not the trial itself. At the trial, Dr. Lieber, and please latch on to this, at the trial, Dr. Lieber will be able to present his defense and be able to name names, associations, who was involved in getting him the original contract in the first place. Do you follow where I'm going? And this means that in the trial, a lot of the stuff that the media, the alternative media has been uncovering about this whole bail and malicious gates, Anthony Fauci, all of this could come out in the trial as a matter of public record right there in the transcripts. So my guess is what you're going to see emerge, and right now it's a pure guess. We're not in the trial. The very reference in the charging statement of the, of the press release by the Department of Justice mentions Dr. Lieber's specialty in nanotechnology. 
So all of that could come out, provided that none of this is under any sort of national security embargo, where they'd have to clear the courtroom in order for any such testimony to be heard. But nonetheless, this means that a lot could come out in the trial. And that means that Lieber could, con could conceivably call, or the government could conceivably call, any expert witnesses that they wanted to, to testify for or against Dr. Lieber, or for or against any of the allegations of fact in the trial. So think Dr. Fauci here, think Dr. Burks. There's a chance that Fauci could be called and asked, well, why did you farm out all of this research to Wuhan when the Obama administration told you to shut it down? So there's a lot going on here with this, folks, that I strongly suspect uh, that Lieber may have been the, uh, the soft spot in a long arc of connections and relationships. And let's remember, again, I point out the timing of this. Lieber was arrested, you'll recall, just a few days after President Trump imposed the travel embargo on people traveling to this country from China. So my suspicion now is looking at what's transpired is that there was some intelligence at the level of the executive branch that they were already aware of, and they proceeded with this uh, charge and indictment. And this could be possibly a, a roll-up of what appears to be a, an operation staged by Mr. Globalone. Will, time will tell if that's true. But once you're in trial, anything goes. Uh, this could roll in a thousand different directions. This is one to pay attention to if it gets to trial. Because let's assume, perish the thought, that there is a change of administration this coming U.S. election and a new group of people in charge at the Department of Justice, they could easily shut this whole thing down. So... Time will tell, folks. This is, in my opinion, a huge, huge story. Anyway, that's it. Don't forget that there is a vid chat tomorrow. Uh, this will be at 6.30. Please, please get your questions in. I've already got some questions uh, coming. Remember, we have a new cutoff date after Thursday. No more questions or comments. Uh, are taken. Anyway, that's it for today's news and views. Watch this story. I have a hunch this is going to be a big one. And that's it. We'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye, everybody, and God bless.